I walk in today feeling good to be back with the boys. It's been a long time. Been about a couple weeks, right? It's Since been a couple done, of weeks. Done a yeah. podcast. And I walk in and it pretty, you know, infrequent small talk. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Good to see you guys. Yeah. The next line out of my mouth is, man, it smells good in here. Somebody make SpaghettiOs? Nice. Didn't think it was a bad statement. Didn't think it was controversial. Yes, and then, it is. And then here, right. Then I get this. Then I get like, nada. And then I get even Doug with some clapback saying, oh, that's funny. Does it smell good in here? Is it SpaghettiOs? I mean, just literally, Walker, what are you, six? Uh, SpaghettiOs, I think, are fine. I'm not going home to eat them. I do feel like they smell pretty good. And I feel like I would eat them if you put a can in front of me right now. I do believe that at some point, (laughs) all I need to know is this. When's the last time you ate it? Was it like a couple years ago, this, that, and third? Honestly, the last time I probably ate SpaghettiOs was within a calendar year. It probably was within a year. Wow. Yeah. It was probably was. That's amazing. I'm gonna break my own record. That's amazing you that you did un- that. Cultured Thank you. savage. Sorry, Thank I, you. I stepped on that, Nada. <laughs> I knew it was coming, and I stepped on it. Yeah, Doug stepped on. I appreciate it. It wasn't as delivered. as I'm well sorry, Nada. If you been. if you want another go, go ahead. I'll you, you just supremely uncultured <laughs> savage. Like literally, we try to take you out of the projects, and you just want to go back. There's, it's, it's in my soul, man. I like grape jelly. I like spaghettios. Okay, it's been in a calendar year. I'm not going home to eat it. But it's at least been a Marie, within a Marie calendar year. I don't. That's pretty good. Very nice. Yeah, that's that's solid. I don't. I don't know when the last time I had it was. I feel like it was though. And then before that, it was probably a long time. Also, by the way, when I was on vacation, had some Lunchables for the first time in a long time as well. Ooh, is that okay. different? That's not. No, that's not. That different is not. In, all right, Again, I'm, you're, you, you're selling me a little bit. Right. The little pizza ones where you make your own pizza? Yes, those were fantastic. Uh, also, just your classic cracker, turkey, and cheese. The only pizza reason- greater than turkey and Sure, cheese. sure. But that's the one that I had. Pizza was greater. But the crackers and the turkey and the cheese, I, I did have those as well. So this vacation that I was on, it had kids. So it's not like I went to the, ga- the, went to the gas station, got myself some Lunchable just for the ride down to mm-hmm. Tennessee, which is where I went. But there were kids within the family, so that's kids fine, but it. And they re- couldn't finish it. But so how do we rank the, the Lunchables? It goes for me. It goes pizza, turkey slash ham and cheese, and then below that there were the weird ones where you got like Salisbury steak or something in corn. Oh, that's weird. Like, that's out of here. Uh, the ones that are above the crackers. Are and we missing and any Lunchables? Yes, we are. We're missing one. The nachos when they came out with the cheese and the salsa. The nachos were pretty good. Wait, now, wait, 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 wait. wait. So I you got basically borderline. You don't remember the nachos? They were the circular chips, and you had salsa in one cup and cheese in another. And when they wow. had, yeah, they were fantastic. And then you had your Capri Sun that always was great. Capri Sun still. I'll yeah. drink Capri Sun right now. I hate all of you guys. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you both. Capri Suns are great. I try to I try to bring some class, and I fail miserably at this most times. Little Kit Kat. Oh, little yeah, a little Capri Kit Sun. Kat action. Okay. okay. Oh, man, take me back. I'm, co- I'm going to put that over turkey and cheese, but still pizza. Pizza's great. number one. Now, they did have a Lunchable Ultra Deluxe where you would have the deep dish pizza, where you would have the ends of the pizza kind of folded up a little bit so it would hold the tomato sauce, and yeah. you could get a little sexy with the pizza, right? Like, you can make it anything you wanted. <laughs> it was awesome. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. No, it was fantastic I, I really stuff. feel like I'm really <laughs> sexy with the pizza. I, I feel Take like me back. I, like Saucy. <laughs> I didn't want to go back to 1985. Don't be Marty McFly on me, Walker. 
If you want to destroy Nada for his lack of taste in fantastic food, feel free to find him on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail and Doug at Doug Branson, LOH. We'll move on from the food before Nada gets an aneurysm and gets angry. Oh, no, it's too late. (laughs) It's too late. I may die during this show. But training camp, Charlotte Hornets training camp, much more interesting than nachos and deep dish pizza Lunchables. Barely. Yeah, barely, right. The Hornets announced they have signed guard Jalen Barford out of Arkansas and forward Zach Smith and Isaiah Wilkins. Zach Smith coming from Texas Tech. Isaiah Wilkins coming from Virginia signed all three of those guys to the team's training camp roster when they head there in Chapel Hill in late September. In two years at Arkansas, Barford averaged 15 and a half points per game, four rebounds per game, and two assists in the 28 minutes that he played in 71 contests. Barford 6'3. Fun, athletic, kind of like a Dwayne Bacon type field exactly. to him a little bit. He's a guy shorter. that's going to entertain some folks in Greensboro. And Zach Smith is a guy that is going to entertain a- some folks in Chapel Hill no, when no, they go. Charlotte. Charlotte. He, I want you him want him on, on the that. roster. <laughs> I want him again. We'll explain shortly. We I want him on the roster for a specific reason. One reason and one reason only. Can we go to the clip right now? Do we want to go to the clip right now and uh, show off Zach Smith's skills? If you're on, you're following us on Twitter live. Zach Smith has supreme dunking ability. That was fun to watch. Here it is right now. Yes. This is yeah the little oop. Oh God. Yeah. See Zach Smith now. He was fun to watch in college. Look they made the, a couple of. They were in the elite eight. In the NCAA tournament, I believe. They were. Maybe it was the Sweet 16, but I believe they, they made a deep run. They might have beat Purdue in the uh, Elite Eight, or in the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight. But Zach Smith, mobile guy, probably about 6'9", something like that, can jump out of the gym, big physical guy, can't shoot or anything, but he's a good rim runner. Yeah. Take we, a gamble. But we what want him for one reason and one reason only. What is that? We have an All-Star game coming here <laughs> in about seven, eight months or so. We're going to need somebody to participate locally for this dunk contest. Can we get Malik Monk as a part of Hold a three-point shooting contest and Zach and, and Zach Smith to be a part of our dunk contest? He could be our Jeremy Evans. Jeremy Evans exactly. won it for Jeremy Utah. E- exactly. Jeremy Evans, you you got to <laughs> keep a ringer. You're predicting that Zach Smith makes the roster and then participates in the in the dunk contest. That's a bold I like prediction. It. I like it. It's I'm not, not necessarily it. prediction. That's what I want. Again, if he's going to make this team – I want him up here for the specific reason. I want to see a Charlotte Hornet in the dunk contest. I I, I don't think I'm asking him for all that much. I want to see Biz in the skills contest. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I would like Sir, to see that, that too. That, again, Biz in the skills contest would be an NC-17 rated show. Oh, we God. can't have that. What, what would be his worst skill a part of the skills contest? Shooting. Would it be the shooting from the three-point line, or would it be passing it as a bounce pass through the little hoop that you have to do? No, again, his hands can, again, eject stuff. They can't <laughs> catch anything. So I... I I, Maybe again, the dribbling through cones, that would be interesting. I would like to see that. Dribbling. Miles Bridges could have a legitimate shot at a dunk contest, maybe. I, I, you know, I want Bridges to focus on this game. Again, Zach Smith has no – again, we just again, you just tell him outright, look, you're only up here for one reason. Don't expect to play. You're just going to sit over there in that practice gym and work on that 360. So we have Barford, Smith, and Wilkins. I think we have Nada's vote for who would get that final roster spot. Is there any chance, Doug, that you would see any of these guys having at that final roster spot for the Hornets? I think you've sold me on Zach Smith, that athleticism, the length. I mean, I feel like he could be a guy uh, that just provides a little spark on your roster every now and then, goes back and forth between Greensboro and Charlotte. 
you know, they're going to have a little depth issue still at guard. So, I mean, maybe that that sort of makes a case for Jalen Barford over Smith and Wilkins. The Wilkins is Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC, so that's a guy you'd like to have on your training team. So camp you just roster. want three more roster spots to be created, and you want all of them up there. Sure, why like, not? Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Go play that flippity flip sound that you normally do. <laughs> flippity for me. flip. I just gave you reasons <laughs> no, no. why all three could be <laughs> no, there. No, you waffling right now like you in Belgium. <laughs> I want the flippity flip. No, Zach Smith is someone that I think I enjoyed watching in college. You wonder why he wasn't as man, you want you wonder why he wasn't brought in by another team, but I did like watching Zach Smith in college. So maybe he does a little something yeah, for Yeah, maybe us. he does a little something. Maybe he's a diet Larry Nance, but again. I just want him for the dunk contest. That's no, it. no, I would, I would be right there with you. Moving on to some roster thoughts. Aussie Steve on Twitter has some thoughts for us. Starting to think a starting five of Cody, MKG, Nick, Monk, and Kimba is a real possibility in this up-tempo game style. Will James Borrego go super small and super experimental? What do you guys think about the roster um, proposal from Aussie Steve? I don't think that's realistic if only because I just don't think MKG is going to be a good small ball for he doesn't have the temperament for it and that's been one of the big issues with Michael Kigil Chris from just jump quite frankly is that he doesn't have that dog in him where you would want him if he had that dog in him okay stick him at the four see what we can do but between that and the fact that I trust Marvin Williams to do at least his job at the four He's used to it. This is something that you're just going to throw throw at him, and I'm not sure he's ready. I, I won't discount the possibility that Borrego, coming in as a new coach, wanting to make his mark, will get a little experimental with the lineup. This particular lineup that Aussie Steve presents, I think, will have a ton of challenges uh, defensively in terms of length, and then you're you're still playing essentially, you know, three out, two in. You're not going to spread the floor at all. I just don't. I don't know if that starting five is is a is a winning starting five. Yeah, I think this actually has some kind of possibility to it. Really, I do, and maybe not for a ton of minutes. I I could see them kind of throwing this out there as a starting five because the week because the link here is MKG that you're most disappointed in, right? I mean, you you can expect it. You could see a Kimba. Monk, Nick, Cody in each of the spots that Steve has listed for us, correct? Uh, easily. Right. So it's the MKG spot that kind of scares you off. Marvin Williams to stretch the floor, it makes most sense. I would put that as my starting five. Yeah. But if you're going for a more small ball type of lineup where you need somebody to try to play defense on the perimeter, maybe MKG is somebody that you try to experiment with and you go that route. And I would like to see how Nick can maybe set up MKG, like MKG limited offensively. Maybe mm-hmm. Nick Batum is able to set him up with an MKG slash or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Like I think you can be, to, to your point, Doug, you kind of did the same thing, where you're kind of seeing what Borrego can be experimentally. But I I could see that happen. Now, I, I don't like it as well as a Miles Bridges and being there in the four yeah. instead, or I don't like it better than a Marvin yeah. Williams being there at the four instead. But I could I could see how possibly that would work out in your brain. No, the one thing that I would say is for every other lineup combination that you have, the potential for there being four out, one in is maximized. With this kind of lineup, you're having three out – two in, and I'm not sure that's going to work for what Borrego wants to do. So if you're going to have a Cody MKG front line, you're packing the paint kind of, and that makes it harder for guys like Kemba. It makes 
harder for guys like Monk, makes it harder for guys like Nick Batum, who we know likes to force passes even when he shouldn't. Sure, offensively, offensively, it's not exactly the most promising thing in the world. No. But maybe if you have a more perimeter defensively oriented lineup with the one big being Cody that can also run, maybe that's something you want to experiment with. But you guys are right. I mean, Marvin, Miles Bridges would be my first two choices to be there at Power Forward. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have podcasts on nearly every team in the NFL, NBA, MLB, and fantasy sports. Just search your podcast app for Locked On and your team to get more podcasts. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got some new jerseys, some new classic jerseys being released by the Charlotte Hornets. We need one more, though, to complete the set. We'll get Doug's opinion on that, feeling strongly about one particular color. Stick around with the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Charlotte, How strong is an ox? Are we? I think we're overrating the ox. Uh, we are I, not overrating I, the I ox. Need to see, I need mm. to see some medicals on the ox. Yeah, why don't you do the research on that? You put your lab glasses on. You take a look at it. You I wonder if there's mind. anything on the internet. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. You can help us keep making the Daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. So the Charlotte Hornets officially announced a new white version of the classic jersey they wore in teal last season. It was leaked last season in a YouTube video profile of the equipment manager, but they will be here in 2018, 2019. How many games did they wear the teal ones last season? Probably like five, just a handful, something a like handful that. A handful of them. So I would like to see how many they're going to, if it's going to be like the same handful and they just kind of alternate from teal to white, or or if you start to see it utilized a little bit more. But, man, these jerseys are so sweet. I, I'm i not a fan normally of pinstripes. I've been on this podcast before saying I'm not a fan of pinstripes. Doug, get your sounder ready. I actually like these. Not a like something. I'm I'm surprised. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually like them. I like them so much that I would say that these should be the normal, regular home whites, even though they don't do home road jerseys no yeah i would i would agree I would, with that i would say these need to be like the regular home whites that we see on a regular basis in fact i like them that much so that maybe we can get some better alternative jerseys right doug well, I love the whites. Listen, I love anything that that flashes back to. You need that. to show off your hat. Yeah, peak his hat right oh, now yeah, that he's okay. wearing. Let me put that straight up to on the there. sky so I, with I the white celeb- jersey. Yeah, I'm celebrating the the release of the jersey because it's always great to see classic stuff. But I am a huge fan of the purple classic jersey. Right there with you, and and I I just really hope that those make an appearance next season if they're gonna if they do the full set go all the way hornets let's see the perps talk to pete gwilly on the wake-up call i think it was last week or maybe earlier this week and that is one question i am ashamed of not asking now because we knew the jerseys were going to be coming out but the purple jersey that would have been sweet to ask pete to see what kind of no way i mean it would have been cool to ask him at least you know it would have been cool to ask him but at the same time we can't have these people looking out here looking like grimace 
Come on now. Wait, you don't like the you're saying no, you don't like the I am not a, I am not Holy a purple jersey. Moly. That is crazy talk. I am not a purple jersey person. What about uncultured savages being on oh, the Oh, oh, tag? oh, hell, you are not going to use my tagline against me. Yeah, oh, hell, you know what? No. Spilling some spaghettios on your purple jersey. I mean, that's exact I would it's it's amazing. I I think no. that's like if you were able to do that, that's the only way you can make it any better. Again, there is no purple jersey that looks good in basketball. <laughs> Period. I, I'm a fan. I was even a fan of those Bucks jerseys that they had back in the day. Oh, good. Agreed. I feel like any, every '90s jersey. No. Every '90s jersey no. is, is yeah. some of the best me, things out let there. Let me let me get it. I saw David Walker, of course, friend and, and former host of the podcast, put out some of those jackets from those '90s logos. Those jackets were pretty Beautiful. sweet that he put out as well. Speaking of speaking of jerseys, Mitchell and Ness is putting out a soccer jersey. They put out soccer jerseys of like the NBA teams. You gotta take Those were sweet Horn- as well. The Hornets won, like, it's $100. I thought about taking a run at them. It looks pretty good. It's got the really nice honeycomb design. I know Doug is probably looking at these, and he's probably going to scorch me alive for my take on purple jerseys when he sees this design. Oh, yeah, looking on Urban Outfitters right now. See, I kind of like, I'm diff- yeah, see, that's pretty sweet to me. I, I'm a fan of being kind of loud in fashion sometimes. Like, I don't really care what you rock, man. As long as you feel yourself, I feel it for you. Like, look, Doug loves the 90s so much, he'd probably bring back Diddy's shiny suits. So. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see him in a shiny suit. I would like to bring <laughs> back all sorts of 90s stuff. Like the Charlotte Hornets, and that's something about the Hornets that kind of appealed on a national level. People like the Hornets because of their unis back in the day. Yeah, yeah, the nostalgia factor which drives me nuts, and y'all know that. But I I, I just want to move this this team forward, and I can't have the, the team I have to watch for 82 games Looking like Grimace for at least 15 of them. You know who used to play in these type of jerseys, Doug, right? Uh, who is that? That would be Matt Geiger, which will lead us to, if you're ready, for the Matt Geiger fact of the day. Did I hear some new ad libs in there? Did he teeter with it a little bit? Not since the last time you heard it. He he reworked it for the for the daily aspect. Maybe I just second. missed it last time. You probably did. God, I'm such a fan. I don't know how you're not. And then that he has the bed playing over it. Such a big shout out. Well, see, I didn't going. have the Matt Geiger fact of the day ready to go, but I knew that the intro was very long. Sure. <laughs> oh, geez. That's that's the beauty of it. I knew that I had time to pull up my plethora, my document here of Matt Geiger facts of the day here we go matt geiger is part owner of courtside grill a restaurant in saint petersburg florida huh that's hmm. an interesting fact hmm. part owner of courtside grill <laughs> courtside this grill place, it. this place is still in operation right according to the internet and there's a picture of i'll pull the website up for the for the twitter folk but according to this website uh he is still there because his picture is on the website so that leads us to a conversation that we had off air. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we should put this on the poll. We'll put this to the people. So I want Matt Geiger on the show, considering yes. that we have adopted him as our podcast mats- mascot. No, wait, 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 wait. We ain't talking we. Y'all <laughs> adopted him. That's true. With Yeah, I, I think still think it's the best thing we've ever done on this show, oh, is adopt boy. Matt Geiger as our 
pretty much favored Charlotte Hornet. Certainly our mascot. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Do we pull a Stu Gotts, Dan Lebitard type segment where we call the restaurant live on air mm-hmm. and request the presence of Matt Geiger? There he is. At the courtside grill. There he is the right now. Put it on the pole. Tampa Bay's newest, most unique <laughs> upscale sports restaurant has a great lineup for you dining. Oh, for your, I can't read. For your dining and entertainment game plan. Mm. We are eager to make your course. Wait, is that a GeoCities Geo, Geo website? I mean, it looks like. Hey, it. hey, let's not make fun of the restaurant if we're going to try to call them up <laughs> no. and track down Matt Geiger. I, for one, am a big fan of their webpage. I, I thank the Courtside Grill for gracing me with this display that they have right here. Uh, their ownership team includes local businessman David Heavenridge, but they also include former NBA star and Tampa Bay native. And number 20-something on Walker Mail Charlotte Hornet list of all time. You can't even remember the number. Website? Oh, my God. They did. They must have heard. So if they already know about it, it should be pretty easy to get You can't even remember the number? Really? Uh, I can pull it up real quickly. We got 30 people here. We got 30 top Charlotte Hornets of all time. You have adopted him as the mascot of this show. You can't even remember the number he's on. I'm going to try to take a stab at it. So next week, let's I say we call up the courtside grill and see if we can get a hold of Matt Geiger. He's part owner. He's he's probably got his finger on the pulse of the courtside grill. Get him on the show. I want no part of this. Matt Geiger came in at 21st overall. Okay, good. On the top. (laughs) Charlotte Hornets of all time. We probably need a recap. Because we haven't recapped. Here we're on the 18th Charlotte Hornet of all yeah, time. Yeah, we, we need a recap. We haven't officially recapped in a long, long time. No, we have not. So we've got the classic jerseys that Matt Geiger played in, which led us to Matt Geiger, which now we need to have him on the show. We'll call. Do you want to do that next week? Call Courtside Grill? See if we can get him? We should put it on the poll. Let the people decide. Like I'm kind of nervous about it. but Why are you nervous? Yeah, Because that's the kind of guy I am. Like I just again, call no, him, again, ask for Mad Geiger. My spidey senses are. Tingling. You're afraid. You're not afraid that the restaurant will be upset with the request. You you are actually afraid that Matt Geiger will answer. No, I'm not necessarily afraid yes, of that. I'm I more am. afraid. Oh, you're yes. yes. Well, Nada has yes. Just I have concerns about this. Cele- Matt we're celebrating the the brilliance and the amazing aspects of Matt Geiger's life. He's led an interesting life, and we want to know more about it. I, I for sure want to know more about it. We'll put it up to the people, put it on the poll. We'll see what we should do about it next week. But now, we mentioned that we had the 21st Charlotte Hornet of all time being Matt Geiger. We'll go to break real quickly. We'll come back. We'll have the 18th best Charlotte Hornet of all time alongside Doug's best beer in Charlotte history. So stick around. We have more thoughts also from Aussie Steve on Twitter. We'll talk about one of his questions that he asked us on Twitter. So stick around on the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that, is they, that the guy? they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night. They didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. Two K has been coming out with their ratings for all these mm-hmm. NBA players. Kimba Walker's was just released. Yeah, eighty six. Eighty six was pretty decent. Eighty six coming in for Kimba. You're all right with the rating? I'm all right with it. 
I know there's going to be a certain section of the fan base that's not all right. I'm going to say a large portion of the fan base are not going to be all right with it. I, I mean, it's 2K. Are we really going to get upset over 2K ratings? Yes, as everyone is. I mean, people pl- are going to be upset about care. Madden ratings. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be upset about 2K ratings. Yeah. Players are going to be upset about 2K ratings. Yeah. Well, at least players, I get it because it's like your personal avatar into the digital world. I get it there. But we talking about fans that ain't got no skin in the game? I feel like 87 has been tabbed for a lot of guys. Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, I guess it was the rookies, Jason yeah. Tatum, all three of them got 87s. 87s. And Kemba Walker gets a point below. I know you're high on Jason Tatum next year. Yes. So you're cool with the 87, I would imagine, for him. Very cool. Are you cool with Kemba Walker being rated behind those guys? Yes. I mean, let's. I want to look at the top 10 point guards first before we start getting upset. Like if he's there's a lot of good point guards in the day in exactly, the and that's the thing. Can I really legitimately say he's a better player than Kyle Lowry? Maybe, maybe not. Like I would honestly have a hard time. Like if he's like if it's 87 and he's like the the 15th best point guard. Okay, maybe we have a right to be upset. But now 87 without like any real context to it. Let's just sit back and wait. Plus, we can discuss this on another show because we're going to need the content later. You a 2K fan, Doug? I was. And the game got too difficult and got too it uh, money. Hard. It, it got really hard, and then they, they just want a lot of money, and I'm just, I don't, I, I can't invest that much time Again, and money is, into being this decent is, at that game. This is where we remind ourselves that Doug is like 30-something going on 60. And apparently I'm eight years old. Yes, exactly. With my with my nutrition and diet of choice. All right, here we go. Speaking of, maybe if I was eight years old, I wouldn't have a palate for some of these beers that Doug has been graciously giving us through somebody else's list, but has tweaked it. At least I think so. So here we go, no, Doug. Yes. Do you have the 18th best Charlotte beer of all time? For so us? we're on, are we on 18 or are we on 17? We're on 18. Okay. I, at least that's what I have on my list. So we're on 18 right now. Okay, I've got the 18th best beer here, best Charlotte beer from a list that I stole off the internet. Number 18 is Coco Loco. Okay. I actually like this one. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty popular one. I feel like I see this one a lot more than the previously mentioned one. Popular Charlotte beer from Noda, one of the most popular breweries Crib. here in the mm-hmm. Queen City, available year-round. Matt McKenzie of Charlotte Magazine says, The dark malts pair with the sweetness of coconut to form a deep-flavored porter that won a well-deserved silver medal at the 2012 Great American Beer Festival. Coco Loco. It's, this beer should have been higher. The 19? Yeah, and then 18, yeah. It, uh, 18, right. Yeah, th- they should have been higher. And I, I take it up with not you, Doug, because we know how little you have to do with this <laughs> list. I take this up with Matt McKenzie. And he follows me on Twitter, so I'll talk to him about it later anyway. Oh, snap. Coco Loco. Um, all right, we'll move on to the 18th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. It's been, what, a week and a half, a couple weeks since mm-hmm. we revealed the last one? Closing have, in on the top 15. Have yes. you guys been itching? Yes. Have you guys been scratching? Yeah, I'm like bubbles those, from the uh, wire. You wouldn't, have, you wouldn't know what that's like, though. Uh, have you been, uh, Yeah. you guys need your fix of this Hornets list? Yes, I got it, it for you. Me. I got it for you right here. Can't wait. The 18th best Charlotte Hornet of all time, according to Walker Mail, is Doug's Beanie Baby, Mr. Eldon Campbell. I didn't even 
even know that. I played the rejoin. I didn't even know that. That's, That's just classic good producer <laughs> skills. Coming in at 18 for Eldon Campbell. Eldon Campbell, a four-season uh, uh, vet here for the Charlotte Hornets before going to the New Orleans Hornets when they moved for just one year. Averaged 13.5 points per game for the Hornets. Was very good. Uh, a lot of people think he was underrated as far as because, you know, you had Jamal Mashford on those teams, the Baron Davises. So maybe Eldon Campbell didn't get as much love back then. But that guy was a very good Charlotte Hornet in his time here coming over from the Lakers. You look at some of his analytics, some of his player efficiency ratings that he accumulated here with the Charlotte Hornets. Those were high, had a 20 in his first season, also accumulated a 16 in his third and a 20 player efficiency rating once again in his last. So the traditional stats like them analytics liked him I like him Eldon Campbell comes in at 18 I don't hate this yeah Eldon Campbell's money man I'm telling you I feel strong about my top 20 I really feel like a lot of those players in the 99 to 2001 era deserve to be boosted because in my mind that's Uh the best era of Charlotte Hornets basketball oh I would agree I mean it was was the those were the the really because it was outside of the the Michael Jordan years, the, those were the teams that had, maybe not were the most talented, but they had the best shot of being Eastern Conference finalists. I really think when this list is said and done, that people are going to be, well, wait a minute. I had those guys a little bit higher, and I had forgotten about some of these all, other guys. Like When you think about Charlotte Hornets, you don't think of a plethora of really talented no, you players. Don't. But at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I, there was a lot of these guys that I liked in the top 20. We'll recap real quickly. Yes. Jason Richardson comes in at top as 30th overall. Still too low. Marvin Williams at 29. Still too low. Kenny Gaddison at 28. G-Man! P.J. Brown, a member of that team, at 27. Yes. Steven Jackson at 26. Raymond Felton at 25. Remix. Remix. Johnny Newman at 24. Put some respect on Newman's name. 23 comes in for Kelly Trapuca. <laughs> Derek Coleman, 22. Matt Geiger, 21. <laughs> Vlade Divac. Divac. Divac coming in at 20. Hersey Hawkins at 19. And finally... Doug's Beanie Baby that he got at the last Hornet game of all time in the Coliseum, if I'm not mistaken. The last regular season home game. Last regular they season home game. They played playoff games there. Yes, they did. Eldon Campbell. By the way, they should bring back, that's what they should bring back. Bring back some old 90s, early 2000s merch that no. they were giving away. Bring, I, want a, I want a Kimball Walker Beanie Baby. No. <laughs> no. I want one of the, they used to so do you're the. Not thi- I was thinking more like. Eldon Campbell stuff, but you're thinking new player stuff, but with the old trends that there were. Right. We're like, not so bringing want... back the old players and putting the old jerseys on them. No, yes. I want the new players. No, what I'm saying. The old merch. Right. I was thinking no. like, well, Beanie Babies is so 90, but you want a Kimba Walker Beanie Baby. Correct. Instead of just an Eldon Campbell, whatever the hell is trending right now. I already have it. Listen, keep up, Walker. I already have an Eldon Campbell Beanie Baby. I want a Kimba but Walker Beanie what Baby. What I thought you were more going along the line of was maybe like an Eldon Campbell iPhone case, right? Like where you're putting the 90s guys on <laughs> oh, newer God. merchandise no, this that has a, happened in the 2000-2010. We've gone sideways into the horrible box of bad ideas that normally comes from Doug. I would rock no. an Eldon Campbell iPhone case. I want a Hornets, what, the snap bracelets? Remember those? I yeah. want a Hornets. That'd be oh, great. Hit my, <laughs> yes, I was 
that's what you deserve. You deserve that. Face when you do that. You, oh, you deserve that. So next, you're gonna tell me you want Hornets related pogs. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good oh, idea. Yes. Did you just try to come up with a bad idea? Yeah, so by you saying were, that? yeah, you were trying to clown you me, and you came up with a fantastic idea. I'm calling Pete Welly right now. We appreciate it, Nada. Thank you so much for that good idea. What about a Hornets? Or uh, what about a Hornets-oriented uh, Tamagotchi? Is that what those things were? Oh, yes! Is no! That, you know, the, oh, good God. Those little electrical... What maybe do you we think can, 2K player mode is? Maybe can we put NBA Jam inside of a Tamagotchi with Eldon Campbell gracing us with his presence on the back of it, and we could just have 90s... Or maybe Kimball Walker, excuse me, because we have to put the new players on it. I like everything about this new idea that no. we've all cooked up here on no. the Locked On Hornets. Oh, podcast. yes! Good God. <laughs> I want to bring that all back right here and right now. Real quickly before... We end it for the day. We'll go back to our boy, Ozzy Steve. Quote, I think unless we move a center, Frank's days as a Hornet could be numbered. So I'll ask you guys, is Frank Kaminsky the best, the player most, quote, on the bubble heading into training camp? As I said this on your show, I, yeah, I do believe that. Well, that'd be tough for you, right? I mean, I know you guys, you and Frank Kaminsky have such a, a healthy relationship. Uh, yeah, a very healthy relationship. Very, very healthy. And I will be so, 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 so sorry to see him go. What about you, Doug? It's tough, right? Because MKG seems to fit with Borrego's desire to get up and down the floor and score in transition and score quickly. So you could see maybe a reduced role for MKG, but certainly no role Whereas Frank Kaminsky can spread the floor. He has at times been a very effective three-point shooter, but defensively, uh, he's he's just not getting any better despite seemingly his effort to get better. I think Frank Kaminsky, yeah. To me, he is the player that's most on the bubble if there were a player to kind of move around. Well, and Borrego, again, reiterated that this team will play defense. Frank Kaminsky is not going to play defense. No. So that is something that's it's not. And me. to me, it's not that he doesn't try. I, w- I would like to make that distinction. I don't think well, that Frank okay. Kaminsky does not try to play defense. I don't think anybody's questioning his effort, right? No, I, I, just, I, don't no I, I didn't say you were. I'm just saying. No, I know. I, I don't think anybody that pays attention is questioning his effort. I think we're all questioning his, his ability, ability to do it. And I, I mean. think the one thing that I think this coaching staff can help him with is that Frank on defense doesn't use his his wingspan well at all. Like he gets entirely too close. He doesn't use his feet again. He doesn't use his wingspan to basically mitigate his lack of foot speed, and that's his biggest issue on defense. Is that his feet are very very plodding. If he works again, if he gets some work on maybe using his length a little bit better, he could be viable. I just wouldn't put any money on it. Just there's zero lateral quickness from him. Yeah. And he's he has always had trouble trying to stick with any kind of defender that or any kind of offender that excuse me that they've uh put him to try to defend. And I don't know if Frank Kaminsky's gonna be able to do it, but I it's somebody that I stuck around with a little bit longer than usual, just because people are so quick to write guys off and mm-hmm. you know if people took a mistake with that by writing Kimba off when he was shooting so poorly from the field. It was one of two guys with a minimum field goal attempts taken in the league just, what, five, four years ago that shot under 40%. Jeremy Lin being the other guy, I believe, it was like four or five years ago. Again, with the minimum field goals attempted, people were talking about that $12.5 million contract being way too much for Kimba. I held out on Frank Kaminsky a little too much. I'm willing to accept his fate now that maybe it's time for us to move on and look in a different direction. We should mention uh, that we, we should be thankful, knock on wood, fingers crossed, that the, the summer is not over. But so far, we haven't heard many whispers about possibly moving Jeremy Lamb 
who has improved his game so significantly and is on an affordable contract right. and was rumored as sort of a piece that the Hornets could move, could use to you know maneuver some cap room. It seems like they've gotten creative in, in doing that while still being able to maintain that really good asset in Jeremy Lamb. No, that's a great point to bring up because that was a guy that was on Bobby Mark's list every single time he talked yep. about the Hornets. Anytime, you know, he does such extensive cap work. I mean, it, it's fantastic to read all the stuff that he has to say about really any team. Every time you read about the Hornets, it's Jeremy Lamb is going to be a casualty because they just have no other options. Yeah. And that sucked for us because we like Jeremy Lamb. We had stuck it through. We gave him a contract that looked to be bad for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden he becomes a viable six man in the league that's able to score. And maybe his length helped him on defense on the defensive end a little bit better than it had been previously. Yeah. And more importantly, like you said, we saw him grow. We saw legitimate growth with him. And that, more importantly, that's a, that should have been the first sign that we saw that this team was looking for a playoff. He run. went from regular pizza lunchable to deep dish pizza lunchable. Yeah, he he definitely gained some extra crust that you could fold up to hold some. Y'all sauce. just want to kill all the good feeling in this room, didn't you? No, Jeremy Lamb got so saucy, super saucy, sexy saucy. Jeremy Lamb got sensually saucy. Real quickly, one other thing we have to bring up before we end it here today: good news on Devonte Graham, which we failed to mention. Yeah. Devonte Graham expected to avoid surgery after his condylar lesion. Again, everybody trying to figure out what the hell that was at the time. A cartilage issue in his right knee. Doctors looked at it. Looks like that he will be able to avoid surgery. He will resume basketball activity, activity, though it will be conservatively. So we don't know exactly when he'll be able to be a full 100% go. But it's a long time before you get the training camp. Great news to see from a very promising second-round pick in Devontae Grant. Expect to see him in Greensboro to start the season, I would say. I would say if they're going to be conservative. <laughs> if they're going to be conservative. You're right. You are Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Yeah, Devonte, he's gonna play. Uh, but uh, he's going to Greensboro. What's wrong with him going to Greensboro for the first like? Nothing. I don't you're five, just ten. a Debbie Downer. That is not me. You're being right. A you Debbie. are Debbie Downer. I am not being a Debbie Downer. What are you talking about? Like you saw that as a good thing. Yes. Like this is a another. This is another positive compliment we're going to give to this situation. I'm yeah. going to throw this on the pile of all the positivity. Again, y'all throwing out again pizza lunchables like that's a good thing. You just threw dirt in our sauce. Yes, you know what? Again, I'm trying to get your again, not we're not doing these lunchables things. Get a charcuterie ah, I can't even say it. Charcuterie board like a grown-up. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm excited to see Devontae oh, Graham. Hopefully he can be cooked can't up into spell something. charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. I can't either. I can't even say it just like nada. All right, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you are checking out what else the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer, including Locked On Panthers host Bill Rossetti. He's getting you ready for the preseason and also training camp starting up soon with news and analysis from Charlotte to Spartanburg. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Panthers. We're proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering the biggest local stories in every single market. Thanks for listening today to the Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast. You just heard uh, how you can do it with the Panthers. Do the same thing here with the Hornets wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. Thanks once again. Talk to you later. See you guys. <laughs>